0: Next on Rugby Wrap-Up, a major league rugby extravaganza with Dan Power, Brian Ray, and Matt McCarthy. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by The Pig & Whistle, the world's best rugby pub. The Murphy Kennedy Group, founded with the idea that construction can be done better. And Lean & Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up for a Major League Rugby extravaganza, along with a little bit of chit-chat about the international test window affecting Major League Rugby. And I'm here with Mr. Brian Ray of America's uh, Rugby News and Dan Power, the voice of Major League Rugby. Dan, you know, we got got the international tests now impacting our Major League Rugby. It, if the schedules hadn't been altered for COVID, this might not have been the problem, but it is now. And I figured we'd throw around maybe a couple ideas about the two teams that are hit the hardest and the two teams that are hit the least, and then a surprise omission and a surprise pick for a squad. And it, can, it doesn't have to be Team USA. It can be team, Brian's Team Canada or one of the other teams in the tournament. So let's start with you, Dan. Uh, what team do you think is impacted the most by this?
1: The easy answer is Toronto, right? I think what well, was with 13 players, plus you add the South American players who will be gone as well so it's a pretty significant hit um, after that well, there's a few teams that are kind of, you have to pick a team that's in the race for the finals, so I'm actually going to go with uh, your local team, Matthew, in New York, I think they lose some key players to that, uh, to that side as well, and they are in a tight race on the East Coast there for that uh, one and two spot
2: uh, I'm going to go with NOLA, actually. Uh, they've got, uh, you know, uh, three three guys, I think, picked to tour. Uh, Dolan, Guerra, and uh, I'm missing somebody with uh, the Eagles. And then they've got uh, Nacho Dotti uh, heading over to Uruguay at some point. And they've got uh, Nick Bursic heading over with uh, Chile as well. And then uh, Kyle Bailey, Eric Howard, And uh, Lockie Kratz selected for Canada. Uh, We're still waiting to see if Kratz is going to make the touring squad or not. So that's a pretty uh, serious blow for for NOLA, especially uh, running down the stretch. You know, they kind of had ambitions of making the playoffs. All games are on the road from here on out. So to lose those key guys, uh, that's uh, not good news for gold fans. What team was impacted least, Bryant? Well, you'd have to go with the free Jacks because I don't think they have anybody selected for (laughs) any of the teams. So I think that's a pretty safe bet. But, you
0: know, LA really doesn't get hit hard by this. What do they got?
1: Luke Burton? Yeah, Cardi. Cardi's probably the... Cardi, right. So there's more of a depth issue, right? If if Matt Gitto gets hurt, you've got Luke Burton who can play 10 as well. Um, If there's a depth issue and there is an injury there at 10, they may actually feel the pinch quite significantly. But otherwise, I think that guy named Matt Gitto is a pretty handy player at 10 with Cardioff on international duties. All
0: right, guys, before we get into the Major League Rugby stuff itself, who is a surprise pick for you on a team?
1: This is a a surprise by name, but I don't think by performance. Andrew Guerra out of uh, Nola Gold. Like, what a great story. Major League Rugby should really get behind this story. Comes out of Notre Dame College, gets drafted by Nola Probably wasn't on many people's draft boards, to be honest, flew under the radar, got in the gym, worked his tail off and has had an absolute stellar year. I like a lot of the stuff he does. He's still got a lot of room to grow, uh, but getting to go away with Gary Gold, getting to work with Rob Hovley is going to be wonderful for his game as well on that USA team. So he's probably to me was the surprise name in there but I'm not surprised he's there, if that makes sense.
2: Mike Daboulis is the guy I think is a surprise. Uh, certainly, Gara uh, up front, but uh, Daboulis, I don't think many people had him on their their Eagles list. Certainly, I didn't. Uh, not for lack of talent. Certainly, we've been impressed with how his running lines are going at, at fullback. And he's been playing a bit of wing for old glory, too. Bit of fly half he's just, cause he's so new, he's young, you know, just uh, to, so to see him kind of elevated that quickly is a, is a big boost for him. And he'll certainly have a, a great experience heading over there with uh, the quality that he's going to be around.
0: I'm going to go with a young gun, Connor Mooneyham. I mean, I, I, who saw this coming?
2: Yeah, I, I don't know how you could say that, to be honest, because Mooneyham has been red hot since day one. I mean, yeah, he's been unexpected in the, the impact that he's had in MLR. But every game that he's played for Austin, he's looked tremendous. And I think a lot of people were kind of saying it would almost be a travesty, uh, you know, if he was left out based on form.
0: Guy, I live in New York City, and I watch NFL quarterbacks get drafted all the time and pan out to be nothing. Connor Mooneyham, yeah, okay, first draft choice ever in Major League Rugby. Did, we, did any of us believe he was going to be this? No. That's why he's my surprise. So put that in your pipe and smoke it, eh? All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with Major League Rugby. A little quick recap. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with Major League Rugby, a quick recap of last week, and then previews of next week. We'll be right back. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub. The Pig and Whistle on West Thirty Sixth Street. We are back with Mr. Brian Ray, Mr. Dan Power, gentlemen. Let's look briefly at last week before we get into our previews. We had our first one up was Austin going into Houston for that Texas Derby or
1: Texas Cup, whatever you want to call it. It was a must-win for Austin. I'd stay in touch on that Western, you know, Western Conference race now that's become a four-horse race. It's become quite exciting. Uh, they had to go down there and get the job done. Just continue uh, agony for Houston and their fans, I feel for them. So, but Austin got the job done on the night. Good performances. Uh, the guy that you hate, that you don't rate, you think is terrible, Connor, the money man, Mooney Ham. Comes back from injury, has another great game. His impact on that back line is, is pretty significant. He just provides so much spark and uh, energy to the, to the back line. It, it was pretty flat, to be honest, in the last couple of weeks. Just hasn't looked as creative as it should be in, in his absence. So good to see Austin get a win down there on the road and keep themselves in the hunt on the West.
0: How, how dare you? suggest that i have anything but love for conor Mooneyham. i i am just surprised
2: yeah you know uh, i'm getting frustrated watching houston they last two or three games and it's because of their decision making more than anything i well, want them to put away the kicking and tee and start playing for tries they're not the going to be winning games nine to eight so forget about taking the points you don't need it you're two and eight whatever it is who cares if you lose another game play to win the game, score some tries. I want to see more ambition from the Sabercats.
0: Well, with that bit of wisdom, that segues perfectly to a game that you indeed would take that kick. Atlanta going into NOLA, Dan.
1: Huge crowd. Huge crowd. Like, best crowd I've seen in NOLA since MLR kicked off in 2018. To go in there in that hostile environment and and get that kind of a win, well done. That, That was a you know a, a statement win on the road and that looked like that looked like finals rugby 8-7 reflects that too defense was great uh, both sides i thought played well had their opportunities and, and you know I come away so impressed with ATL after that.
2: Yeah, you know this is the amazing thing about this game. This is another one where ATL had something like 35% possession. Their lineout accuracy was atrocious. Uh, you know, they—I mean, the second half, I don't even remember if they won a single one. They're going, trying to go one-on-one with Cam Dolan in the lineout. Big mistake. That didn't work out. Nola made advances, but they never really threatened on the line. The one try they got was one of the weirdest tries I've ever seen in M.L.R. Uh, Duncan Vanskalkfik just kind of fell asleep and gave the ball to Dolan for a try Uh, but what I I mean to have the confidence to come back the defensive stand that tackle from Mark O'Keefe holy moly and that was one of the highlights of the year just an astonishing tackle on Kyle Rogers prevented a certain try so to put that kind of a defensive effort together after just doing the same thing against LA was uh, really impressive to me
0: yeah I tell you what's really impressive to me is moving on to the next match looking at your background Brian because that to me looks like you are a staunch San Diego Legion supporter. And Dan and I both told you that you would be sporting San Diego stuff. Uh, Your arrows came up short again off target.
2: Yeah. I got my buddy Sheridan and his cohort friends hanging out there in the background. All I can say is uh, well done to them. They're all actually in the stands right now at Torero, just waiting for that next home game in a couple of weeks, Uh, you know, This is just kind of almost a a microcosm of the season for Toronto. They just didn't uh, execute at at the key moments. How many times, you know, uh, Pete Steinberg commentating in the match noted it perfectly. They throw it over to the right. uh, They're making some progress. Knock on. They throw it over the left, making some progress, lost the ball in contact, you know, and it was just doing that all game. So I'm actually surprised that they got the 30 points because about 15 minutes in the game, it looked like it was going to be a blowout for San Diego. So, you know, I guess there's that to, to applaud, but uh, yeah, just, just not the best day for, for the arrows and, uh, you know, and really San Diego for a team that didn't look super sharp, still scored 40 points. So that's kind of ominous.
0: Dan, you want to take back the statement that you issued last week, that I was just stupid and ridiculous for saying that San Diego was going to come out of the West after coming in second. Do you want it?
1: I just wanted it on the record because it was uh, it was audacious to say the least. What a performance, Patty Ryan! Just to rub some salt into the Houston SaberCats' wounds, the two centers, Lutz and Morani, look unreal. They're playing so good. Tian Lutz looks like he's going on the uh, the blended diet of just eating you know, a head of cabbage or something in day because he looks lean and mean, and he's running hard lines. And it's like, both those guys were in Houston less than 12 months ago. So San Diego could be right, Matthew. Next three weeks, we'll find out the next three weeks. So they play all three teams above them on the ladder uh, in the next three weeks, if they can win two out of three. So if they beat Utah, Austin, and we'll give them the LA game, you know, we'll see what happens there. And as long as Joe Peterson's healthy, I'll always put my money on San Diego to be a chance.
2: Matt, I think you were withholding intel from us last week when you made that prediction, too. I had no idea they were getting Tom Franklin and Dan Pryor and two Maori international <laughs> boys. And now we're hearing rumors that there's an Australian international fly half who would be showing up there, too. Yeah. I'm not sure. What's yeah, that? I mean, minor what's details. Minor details. here?
1: I can it's tell you what details. it rhymes with, Brian. It rhymes with uh, Fernard Bowley. So... Let's this see, is a need-to-know uh, basis for you guys.
0: I'm, this is, I'm supposed to look smart here. Remember? Hello. Hello. Okay. Speaking of smart, Dan, you had mentioned your guys You from Utah, your mountain men. They went into Seattle
1: and almost blew it. Seattle looked good. They're knocking on the door again. They're, 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 they could play that role of spoiler here down the stretch and beat some teams. I think they're going to beat some teams uh, in these last six rounds. So – Heartache again. What a finish. And look who drives the dagger in ex-Seattle Seaworth, Oli Khalifi. You
0: you have to be happy for Oli Khalifi. I mean, over the moon.
1: Yeah, great guy.
0: Unbelievable guy coming back from serious injury and, uh, you know, big game, big win at Starfire, Brian.
2: Yeah, the conditions didn't really suit Utah, did they? I mean, we hardly saw Crusade and Teal outside. And, you know, the tides really shifted when Hagen Schulte came in and started pounding the ball uh, down the field, winning field wow. possession. Uh, you know uh, for seattle it's almost like they've forgotten how to play uh, when they're in the lead i mean they were up 28 to 15 at one point in that second half and just just couldn't close out that final quarter so unfortunate for them but they did look uh you know a much better side than, than certainly we've seen earlier this season so yeah i mean maybe there is opportunity for them to uh, make some noise in these last few weeks
1: old glory going into massachusetts dan I think we talked about New England's run, right? A lot of home games. This was the first of many. They've got a bye tossed in there as well, which will help them get fresh. They've got some troops coming back. They could, they could be the San Diego of the East. They've got the, the draw to do it, make a run. But boy, oh boy, did they just not want to win that game at the end. Just kept giving old glory chance after chance. That last play, Robinson goes through. I think he looks, uh, had Tussie Tala on the inside, doesn't go to hand, they drop it. And I'm just like, if I'm Ryan Martin... It's uh, yeah, happy we got the win with the bonus point, but boy oh boy, you've got to start tearing some strips. That last ten fifteen minutes is on in the film room, and you're like, we we don't get this chance yeah. against Not better wrong. sides.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, 31, 12 or 14, something like that at one point. And it looked like this was home and dry for the free Jacks. And I'm sure, uh, you know, James Willex, the defensive coach is probably having a heart attack, seeing the amount of space they're leaving Robertson, who was just ripping them to shreds. He was almost, you know, willing that team himself over the line. You could see the daggers, you know, he's heading towards Danny Tuzatala for dropping that little, that, uh, that offload at the end, but you know, that's a great show for, for him and for Ogle. I, I thought, uh, Cusano and Noble, the two American wingers, the young guys came on the second half and really impressed both of them with their, uh, with their, uh, you know, just the, the, the speed and the aggression that they play. They're fearless They're not the biggest guys, but they're, you know, blasting into people with, with no regard for their own safety. So that was good to see. Uh, but yeah, definitely one that the free Jack should have been a lot more uh, safe with. They should have had that one wrapped up uh, and they just kind of collapsed in that last quarter. All
0: right, let's take a quick break and come back with previews of next week with Mr. Brian Ray and Dan power after this. Been blind since I was four, and I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste, and my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor.
1: What do you think's on the label?
0: I think there's a a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. That's good beer. And we are back with Mr. Deb and Mr. Brian Ray. Gentlemen, we've got another huge weekend of rugby ahead of us in Major League Rugby. First one up. New Orleans
1: going into D.C. Uh, D.C. have done well at Cigar this year, so it'll be a tough game for Nola. Uh, but they've got to win this game, so I'll I'll, I'll go Nola mm-hmm. just on the fact that they must win this game. Uh, what are they in fourth position now? But uh, the points are quite tight, so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a really tough run for Nola. But they control their destiny, and it starts this weekend, mm-hmm. Matthew. Dan, they did
0: let up a whole lot of points to New York at Field, and now they are they let up 38 points on the road. Brian, what can this defense do for Old Glory to slow down Nola's attack? Because Nola can get some points on the board.
2: The pressure is all on Nola. I mean, we said they had to win against ATL. That was their last home game. They didn't quite get it. They got one bonus point out of it. I mean, this is it. This is absolutely it this weekend. If they don't win this, it's, it's over and done with, uh, you know. So... I, I, a heck of a lot of, of pressure on Nola. I, I'll go with Nola in this one, but I'm very hesitant. I think Old Glory can definitely cause an upset here.
0: In all fairness, you're right. I, I didn't think of the the people, that the the, the personnel that they were missing when they played New York and even New England. And if they get some of those bodies back, that's a different Old Glory team. And at home, and they just announced that they're going to have shuttles for fans going to and fro with beer tickets and beer discounts. So that can be an entirely different atmosphere next week and i'm looking forward to it but i think nola has to win this match to stay alive this season and because they have so many games on the road this is the one on the schedule that nate osborne has to circle to get a win you got to get a win here if you know this. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm gonna go with the more desperate team i think because i think all Glory's out of it the next one is the arrows going into austin brian
2: yeah, you know, if I'm going to say that about El Gloria, I have to concede it. Sadly, that Toronto is just not in the race anymore, unfortunately. That's, uh, you know, I whoa, know. Shock, whoa, whoa, shock whoa.
0: What uh, is, Dan, I, I, I'm this is a first to here well. on Rugby Wrap-Up, <laughs> a first. Brian Ray saying that the Arrows are not going to win. It's
2: because he doesn't want whoa, that no, Gilbroni no.
0: background behind him.
2: Now you're taking words out of my mouth. I didn't say they're not going to win. I said they're not going to go to the playoffs, but I do think they're going to win this game. How about oh. that for you? <laughs> Fired it back. You know, AGs, I just, uh, you know, they did okay against Houston, but I just was, wasn't super convinced and they're still banged up. They're still missing guys. Uh, I think uh, Toronto needs to get it. They lost back-to-back games now. They have to, they, they don't want to go three in a row. I don't care, you know, if the season's gone or whatever. Uh, You know, they got pride to play for. I expect them to front up. So I'm picking the arrows to spoil Austin and ruin their playoffs hopes uh, in this one in Texas.
0: I'm going with the home team in this one. Uh, I think my, our Canadian colleague has just gone bonkers up in Halifax. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I think Brian's going to look real pretty with that burnt orange behind him next week. That's <laughs> what I'm going to say. Now, I think uh, we could see... Well, I, I do know Noxy has taken this Panther on a motorcycle thing to heart because he's the craziest sideline guy. He's going to kill MLR. somebody. He's going to be on a Zamboni running down players or something. It's going to happen this weekend. I don't know. But uh, AGs need to get back to that defense that put them on that four-game win streak. They need to suffocate because, as we saw on the weekend, Toronto have some mistakes in them, some turnovers in them. They're, they're not as polished as what they need to be. The playoffs are a strong motivator for teams, for the emotion, for the the culture in the locker room. And teams who are in the mix are going to be – driven to train harder and turn up where teams that are now on the outside looking in or out altogether. That's tough. Toronto, not home. Don't get to see the wife and kids or girlfriend and kids or both for some of the players. I don't know who, maybe they have wives and girlfriends, not sure how things happen up North of the border, not privy to that information. Maybe they have both. Maybe they do. The Gagronis are now very, very fearful
0: of Utah and San Diego and that brings us to the next match, San Diego going into Utah, Brian.
2: Man, who do you pick in this one? San Diego all of a sudden has some new players. Are they going to get this other mystery gentleman in this week? I don't Bernard know Foley. if he, if, he, if he's in this week or not. Uh, it seems like Peterson is okay to go. So how do you pick against that San Diego side that all of a sudden has all these If you're a dope, you pick against San Diego. You got to be dopey. <laughs> uh, Utah, you know, just squeaked through. Uh, Seattle, you know, obviously the, the weather played a big thing there. Um, man, ah, ah this is such a tough game. You know, I, I'm going to go with San Diego because, uh, Sheridan over there is going to stab me in the back if I don't <laughs> make that call right now. So we'll go with the Legion to another road over Utah. I
1: want to, I want to pick San Diego. Cause I just love the story. I love the, the run home, the excitement it makes, but I think Utah at home, as long as they're healthy and didn't come out of Starfire banged up. I think everyone looked like they were okay. So I'll go Utah at home. Uh, no Panther on a motorbike this week. That's my pick. You will not see the Panther on the field during play this week or ever again.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, last week I, I took some heat for saying on camera that I thought San Diego was going to win the West, and I'm doubling down here. They're going to, they're going to come in second place, and then they're going to knock off the Guiltinis, and they're going to represent the West in the final. And I think that might be against New York I'm not definitively saying New York right now but I think that might be the case the next match Atlanta at New York Dan
1: like if you're talking just purely on form you probably go with Atlanta It'd probably looked a little bit more solid in their wins but New York at home that's a tough trip man New York played really well up there and I think new stadium right new facility There St. St. John's, John's. <laughs> there you go so that'll be christening a new field and my pick isn't late
2: <laughs> this one's probably going to decide you know who finishes first in the eastern conference which is a pretty big deal uh i i you know, it's a tough one to pick. Scott Lawrence gave uh, New York quite a compliment actually after the game when, you know, we were talking about what what was ahead and he said that New York was playing the best rugby of anybody in MLR, so that's, uh, you know, that's pretty good for them, but uh, at the same time I think uh, the back was mine. He was quietly confident. He rested Matt Heaton this past weekend so I imagine we'll see him back on the field against uh, New York. I got to go with uh, the confident uh, unbelievable rugby ATL right now who are just uh, defeating all comers at the moment i just think that they're in a little bit better form at the moment even though it's a tough one on the road uh, i just think that uh, they have the ability to get it done and uh, they're just at another level defensively right now so you know if new york can solve that maybe but uh, i'm gonna go with uh, atl on the road
0: but i'm gonna go with the home team in a and an epic battle i'm going with new york on this one next one up seattle the seawolves who are just snake bit going into new england who has to win brian
2: New England needs to win this one and this is a heck of a long trip for Seattle. So I have to pick uh, the free Jacks to win this, but uh, you know, if, if the Seawolves ever wanted to uh, mess something up for somebody, now would be a good time. They did look a better side, even though they kind of uh, faded themselves in the final quarter. Uh, So, you know, maybe they can make a game of this one, but uh, you got to go with new England at home.
0: Dan, a gutted Alan Clark after that match, rightfully. So they, they had that victory snatched from them.
1: They've actually looked really good since he's been up there. So i got to give a lot of credit to Alan Clark, you know, um, ownership group up in Seattle, saw an opportunity to grab a great coach who wasn't being used and they, and they took it. So that's smart play from Seattle to get him. And they've definitely uh, improved under Alan Clark's tutelage, but that is a long road trip, like a long road trip, Seattle to Boston. God, I hope they kick off at 10 a.m. and just take the old Toronto playbook on Seattle get them early in the morning, but um, New England, I'm, I'm going to go New England. I know they're getting some players back this week as well, which will, will definitely uh, shore up their forward pack. And by doing that, you put some more depth on the bench. Stefan uh, Kutsi turns up, former Seawolf player. you got Vili Tolito, former Seawolf player, A lot to prove. Free jacks. I, I, I think this is an 80-minute performance from them too.
0: Yeah, this is a tough one to pick. And if it wasn't for that travel, I would go with the Seawolves because anytime you've got a Landry and a Tucker in your squad, it's pretty good. Brian, I got two questions for you on this one. What's, what's the injury update or status of uh, Samu Manoa? And did the Jackals get any compensation for losing their coach?
2: So uh, I looked into it and uh, Samu Manoa is very, very large. So that's his status and it remains large. (laughs) That's about the extent of what I know about him on Mr. Clark. uh, Yes. So Seattle uh, gave Dallas some financial considerations. We don't know how much exactly, but they did uh, pay to get Alan Clark released from his contract with Dallas. So he'd be uh, a permanent addition to the Seawolves. Probably, you know, maybe not such a surprise when when, when he kind of moved over. Everybody kind of had this inkling. "Ah, Maybe they're having a look care for something permanent but uh so yeah there you go they did uh, give them some money for them
0: the last one up the sabercats going into la not what you want while you're struggling Brian.
2: yeah you remember the last time that we saw houston go to L- or la play houston and that went completely different to what most of us thought uh i don't think that's going to happen this time <laughs> i'm going to take la at home by a lot
0: LA's been on the road. They've been in tough matches. They're at home now. They want to regroup. They want to show the world once again their dominance. They're going to crush this team, is what I think, Dan.
1: Yeah, you're right. But You go watch MLR 2021. It's been so much fun to watch. Houston will go put 50 points on and win, right? 52, 50, or something like that on a freakish, you know, last play of the game, but. Yeah, you'd have to think L.A. well rested. They've come off the bye. The bye hasn't been friendly to teams this year, but uh, we'll, we'll see a lot of a lot of professional experience, a lot of uh, tenureship in that L.A. side that know how to handle themselves on a bye week. I don't know if you saw much of the, the it looks like the boys. Some of the boys went down to Cabo, had a great time. I'm like, sign me up for that bye week, yeah, for no sure. kidding. But uh, yeah, L.A. L.A. at home, I think they'll make a good statement here and tough for houston fans to sit through this one but just if you can enjoy that great la side and watch some great attacking rugby hopefully from both sides
0: and you never know you never know in this league it's any any given saturday or sunday the other team could win on that note we are out of time i want to thank mr dan power and mr brian ray i'm matt mccarthy ladies and gentlemen tune tune in to us next week but in the meantime check out our other segments including our major league rugby show our global rugby recap what are the odds our major league rugby sports bet show with the philly godfather john bradshaw layfield the wwe legend and gifty balu martial law the Zack attack and please sign up for our american red cross rugby wrap-up blood donor team